When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast. My name's Joe Mewis, I'm the Leeds United editor here at Leeds Live and I'm joined today by my colleague Craig Jones. Craig, how are you doing? I'm good Joe, not too bad mate, thank you for having me on, it's a pleasure, second appearance. Second second in a row, you're, um, you're making the most of your, sort of your loan spell we've got you on from the from the best in Leeds podcast here. Indeed, <laughs> waiting for the hat-trick appearance though obviously. Exactly, <laughs> and um, some of you are eagle-eared, if that's a phrase, uh, listeners might notice that Craig does have a bit of a... Uh, an accent from the other side of the Pennines. Indeed. But indeed. I can assure you he doesn't support the team he played in red, so we're all right, that's that's why he's been allowed on. So um, I'm a friend, don't worry. <laughs> he, has, he comes in peace. <laughs> right, so um, again, plenty to talk about this week. Um, we're recording for you on uh, Wednesday morning, and so we've just seen last night Leeds go to Swansea and get a 2-2 draw in what was a pretty um, hard-fought game there. Now, we're going to hear from Baron Cross shortly. He was at the game for us last night, and he's currently on a train back from, uh, from deepest, darkest Wales. So uh, he'll be uh, phoning in shortly to give us his thoughts on the game. Um, but it was, um, it was a tough little game, Craig, wasn't it? After Leeds had it sort of so much their way this year, it's, they've come down to earth again here, haven't yeah, they? it was a bit. I, th- I think maybe that's quite ni- a nice in a way, though, isn't it? I guess, you mm. know, just had that bit of reality check, you know, because you've got teams like Stoke, Swansea, West Brom have come down, big budgets from last season. You know, pretty good to play to still. Was it quite a nice sort of test, do you think, last night? I think it was, yeah. Um, we, we saw a bit of character. We saw a couple of things Leeds haven't happened before. They, they went behind for the first time mm. this season. Um, Ollie McBurney, just for the record, he was the one that opened the scoring um, after about 25 minutes. Uh, and then, <laughs> then we saw how Bielsa reacted. He hauled off Calvin Phillips, who was playing his 100th game for Leeds United. Mm. Um, and then 10, 15 minutes later, Leeds were level. Kamar Roof um, prodded home a ball from Jamie Shackleton. Um, and then the second half, McBurney scored again. Um, Swansea again in the ascendancy back up, but Leeds level again. Pablo Hernandez um, completing the, uh, the the unwritten football law of you do always score against your former club. Exactly, it's tip that cliche off every week, isn't it? Really? Exactly, completely. So, so yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it was, it was a hectic game. There was there was a lot happening. Mm. Um, so I think what we'll do now, we'll we'll hand you over to Baron. He's going to give us his, his take on the game, and then uh, we'll come back and we've got a fair few more things to discuss. So uh, over to you, Baron. Yes, thank you Joe. I am currently returning. I'm en route from South Wales to West Yorkshire uh, on a train. Just come through Newport actually, so uh, still in deepest, darkest Wales. But um, yeah, uh, a review and analysis on last night. Um, I think I was possibly a little bit harsher on on Leeds than many others were. I felt as though Swansea were, were hard done by last night. I thought they thoroughly deserved the three points. I felt they dominated large portions of the game, but Leeds, as they'll need to this season, showed immense resilience. And I think the bottom line that I took from it was that is a game that last season Leeds United would have lost 3 or 4 nil. And last night they've come away from it with a, a 2-2 draw away from home on a long trip midweek um, and then out top of the table, unbeaten in four matches. Swansea were far better than I expected them to be. Ollie McBurney was at his awkward best. Really gave Luke Ayling and Gitano Brady a tough evening. Luke Ayling, of course, came in quite late on. We understand Liam Cooper. 
I felt some discomfort. I think it would be wrong to say it was a full tear, but he felt some discomfort in his hamstring at the end of the, the pre-match warm-up. So he was withdrawn from the starting lineup at the last minute. Jamie Shackleton was thrust in at right back and that forced Luke Ayling into centre-half where he also took the captain's armband. So Ayling and Berardi had their hands full with McBurney. Aside from that, I felt Jamie Shackleton did fairly well. Marcelo Bielsa made the point after the match that the defensive structure as a whole was was fairly compromised and, and did not perform very well and therefore it was difficult for him to honestly judge Shackleton's performance when those around him weren't quite being as effective um, as he would have liked them to be. At left-back, Barry Douglas, I felt possibly had his poorest game in a lead shirt so far needed to be coached personally by Carlos Corbran at certain stages in the second half because he wasn't pressing high enough, he wasn't marking the right people from throw-ins for, for Swansea City. So I don't think he had the effect on the game that he wanted to. Calvin Phillips, I think it's well documented now, he was obviously hooked inside the first half an hour, he was the, the, the sacrificial lamb, uh, if you like, um, off the back of that daunting start, that, that Ollie McBurney goal, Calvin Phillips clearly wasn't on the pace last night. He's got plenty of credit in the bank, though, so I think he'll be fine for Saturday. I think he'll continue there, but um, he picked up that yellow card, and I think at that stage, Bielsa just felt that it, his fate was only going one way in that game, and he, he had to withdraw him before he got himself sent off. But Sanchelina was, was far too much for him to handle last night. In midfield, Pablo Hernandez clearly will be remembered as the hero of the hour. He got the goal... Mid to half, mid to sort of late way through the the second half, the equaliser to make it two two from Patrick Bamford, his cross on the left. So Hernandez did okay. I think he was a steady Eddie. I don't think anybody particularly impressed me last night, but Hernandez was very very steady um, and and did enough. He clearly buys into the Bielsa way of playing, and was he can be trusted if you like, you know. Pablo Hernandez is not somebody you, you come away from a match like that worrying about what he's going to do. You know you're going to go into that game and you're going to get a 6 or 7 out of 10 every week out of Pablo Hernandez because you would think if he goes on to be a football coach, he will play in the same way Bielsa plays. In central midfield, Samuel Saez and Mateus Click were completely marked out of the game by Leroy Fair and Jay Fulton. Leroy Fair is a, a huge, huge man. He's a, he's a big physical and technical presence in the middle of the park for Swansea. He's a proven Premier League campaigner and is, is far too good for this level. And I'm sure he was probably hoping that he would be one of those that moved on this summer, but he isn't. He wore the armband last night for Swansea and he did a job on Saiz. Saiz was uh, pretty much anonymous in the first half, flashes in the second half, but generally he also put in one of his poorest performances not always through his own fault of course um, Swansea did play well last night I think that, that has to be made clear they looked good last night and they, they ensured that, um, that Leeds weren't able to play their best football same with Mateusz Klich he was pushed back into defensive midfield after, um, after uh, Calvin Phillips was taken off so uh, Mateusz Klich certainly wasn't as effective in that position as he has been in the more advanced role of central midfield Alioski was hooked at half time again not getting enough out of him down that left wing I think he is possibly on the chopping block for Saturday I think he's most at risk Jack Harrison did well when he came on 
in that second half. Not the finished product by any by any means, Jack Harrison, but did enough there, showed enough promise to suggest that he's probably worth a start on Saturday in that left wing position. And Kamar Roof, of course, got the goal, and that's what he's there to do. He's looking every inch the 20 goal a season poacher that, that this club needs. He popped up for the tap in from Jamie Shackleton's brilliant assist in that first half to make it 1 1, and that's the sort of goal that a striker needs if he's going to reach 20, 25 goals in a season. So he was taken off in the second half, not his fault. I don't think he can be blamed for the isolation that he, he found himself in. That has got a lot to do with the, the stranglehold that Swansea had on the Leeds midfield throughout the game. Patrick Bamford is the door is is possibly opening slightly for him. I think he did okay in the circumstances. A Bielsa side is never going to lump the ball forward to a target man. Bamford isn't a target man, but he's got a bit more presence. He's got a bit more height than Kamar Roof, uh, and he worked diligently and he 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 uh, crafted the opening, if you like, for that second Leeds goal, that that two-two equaliser, and he deserves credit for that. So on the whole, I think it's been it's been widely said now on Twitter, etc., that that was a welcome wake-up call for Leeds United. I think we'd gone into these first three games and maybe not taking it for granted, but you could say that possibly complacency may have been slipping in um, as the announcement gets made that we're arriving in Cambrian shortly. So, yes, it was a wake-up call last night. Um, it brought them back down to reality. Uh, it will hopefully knock the complacency out of them for the Saturday game at Norwich. Um, but a good point, and you'll take that point. And it was a, a timely reminder for Bielsa and co that the championship is going to be a very, very hard league this year. And in, in the periods in that first half where Swansea were really outplaying Leeds, it did just remind me that we were all getting a little bit carried away. And they had... A brilliant start last season under Christiansen and look where they finished in the table they've had a brilliant start this season that doesn't mean they're not going to fade away again and that match last night just brings you back down to earth and reminds you that it's not going to be easy this year and there's going to be some really really tough teams this year and there's going to be some upsets but on the whole a good point and I'll wrap it up there and uh, and hand back to you Joe thank you Okay, thanks for that, Baron. Uh, safe trip home. Um, he's um, he's putting up the road miles this week, Baron. He's um, off to Norwich as well on uh, on Saturday. So um, and he's ticked he's off box as well. He's ticked off on a, another ground there, so that's good. Um, but one, one of the things that I wanted to pick up on was um, the injury to Liam Cooper. Mm. So this came before the game. This came right at the end of the of the warm up. Uh, Leeds Bielsa had announced his team, and it was the same one that had played all the, all three of the championship games so far. No changes again. But he got this curveball, and right at the end of the warm-up, he said it was um, uh, Liam Cooper got some sort of muscle injury. We think it's a hamstring. We don't know how bad it is, um, but he was certainly missed uh, against Swansea. Um, I think Craig, like Ollie McBurney, he, he played really well, didn't he? Yeah, exactly, John. And is it one of the concerns now? Obviously, we don't quite know the duration yet. Is this going to maybe prompt a, a dip into the loan market? Do you think potentially? I think, uh, well, Bielsa was asked about this last night and he, he remained pretty coy on it because mm. um, obviously we've got Pontus Janssen out as well. He's um, sidelined, sidelined with a back problem that he suffered in training this week. Now, by all accounts, that isn't a serious injury. Uh, we should be hearing from Bielsa tomorrow, Thursday, uh, in his pre-match duties for Norwich. So, assumedly, we'll, we'll get a better idea of the injuries to both Cooper and um, Janssen there. But the loan window's open for another week and a bit. It closes on the 31st, which is uh, next Friday. And 
even before Cooper's injury last night, you have to say this is an area that Leeds did look a bit short in. Yeah. Now, one, one thing Bielsa's shown us this season is that he isn't afraid to uh, to move players around. So last night we actually had Luke Ayling and Gaetano Berardi both playing in at centre-back. Mm. Um, obviously, they're full-backs by trade. They're very good on the ball, which is why Bielsa doesn't, isn't afraid to put a, uh, defend, you know, a full-back in, at, in the middle. Uh, he, likes, he likes his players to get forward, carry the ball forward, and obviously... His philosophy is it's easier to put a midfield back there than train a defender to, to be a good ball player. And we've seen it a few times, obviously, the last couple of years. Obviously, Pep at City and that's it. Yeah, and it's it, you know, and it's worked well for, for by all accounts for Leeds this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought last night you did perhaps see the the, the limits of this this strategy. Um, McBurney uh, is obviously having a very good start to the season. Um, a Leeds lad as well, born in the city, um, came up through the academy here. Um, so again, plays into this narrative that As you always say, score. It's just inevitable, isn't it? It's inevitable. Yeah, isn't, yeah it was an interesting one actually. I used to, um, I've watched quite a lot of academy football in my time, and I watched um, his age group that he was in at Leeds quite a lot over the years. Um, and I've got, I've got this one memory of him. This game is um, Leeds were playing at Carrington against Manchester United. Mm. This will be under 13 level, give or take a year or two there, because I think he was released when he was 14. Um, and McBurney put in a, a really good show against Manchester United, the youth team there. He was um, he actually scored a hat trick, and Sir Alex Ferguson was watching from the sideline. End of the game, comes up, gives him a big handshake, yeah. um, congratulates him on that. That's what I've always remembered that he was always one to keep an eye yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So it was fairly surprising that Leeds got rid of him. Actually, um, it wasn't too long after that. But it's one of these things. I think every club has these players that they've got rid of, haven't they? This exactly. And you, you go down the down the years, I mean, look at like, say, City United back in the day, mm. gigs that put um, City, didn't it? They obviously went down to have an illustrious great United. I it, say, it happens, yeah. You can never quite tell, can you, obviously, where these players are going to go and what they're going to achieve. No, exactly. I mean, even Bailey Peacock-Farrell, he was let go by um, by Middlesbrough for being too small. You know, yeah, now yeah. He's, he's an absolute tree of a, a human being. So, um, it, it's a funny old game, that youth development. Um, but, I mean, yeah, McPurney was really good last night, bullying. Leeds, of course, were linked with him last yeah. season, the Hecking bottom who got him at Barnsley previously, um, that link sort of died off um, with, with Heckenbottom's Leeds United career. Um, but again, I, I think, going back to his performance last night, I think he sort of showed, his, you know, he's this rough and tumble, real physical presence. Yeah. And I think if Liam Cooper had been playing, I think he'd have been able to keep him in check a lot better than, than the likes of Ailing and, and Berardi managed. So possibly it is going to be a bit of a worry. If Cooper is out for a while, um, he's been very solid this season. I know... Going back, he hasn't always had the full backing of all these United fans. Um, but he started well this year. But he started well this year, and he's shown how important he is, like a lot of the players have. Um, so, do, do they go into the loan market? I think they probably need to. I think they need that depth. Um, Bielsa spoke about uh, Connor Shaughnessy, who's mm. um, another option he can play at the back. Again, he's another of these versatile players. We saw him in field as well last year. Um, but he's coming back from a long-term injury. He's only got... Um, a few sort of under 23 minutes under his belts this season so uh, it'd be a big stretch to put him in and, and plug him in especially sort of given the games that are coming up um, and we now know obviously with the uh, the deadline for a permanent moves closing in the Premier League all the squads are settled now we know who's available um, we've got a piece on the website if you go to leeds-live.co.uk where we've just sort of run the rule over a few defenders um, that Leeds could be tempted to bring in. Mm. Cameron Carter-Vickers is one, for instance, although he's supposedly going very close to a Swansea move. Um, Juan Foyth was uh, linked with um, Leeds earlier in the summer. He's, he's, of course, the Argentinian defender down at Spurs. So perhaps it, these are one of the names. Matthew Pennington as well. He was linked earlier with a return to Leeds United after his loan spell last season. So 
I think it's a certain one to keep an eye on. Leeds have time. And I guess, Joe, as well, even if they are short-term injuries, potentially this is an eye-opener to think, mm, if it's a longer-term injury, once the window's closed, you could be knackered, I guess. Exactly, yeah, that's it. Because obviously, in, in a week and a bit's time, it, it's over. You can't sign anyone else. Yeah, exactly. um, and what, what this Swansea game did show last night, I think, was some of the limits of the Leeds United squad. Mm. Um, Bielsa last week was asked about if, if he was planning on bringing any players in before this injury obviously he he didn't rule it out um, he, was, he was quite vague on it before he said that perhaps one more would, would fit the project that they wanted when they first came you know he's, he's sticking to his guns he hasn't been too reactive to these short term industry in, injuries um, and the chief executive Angus Kinnear he, um, he wrote about it in the programme notes uh, before the Rotherham game um, it's quite an interesting turn of phrase. He spoke about one or two opportunities presenting themselves. Okay. So you sort of wonder, perhaps Leeds are going to be more um, sort of opportunistic about how they enter the loan Presented market. The, the right player being available. Exactly. It's if something falls in their lap, they'll yeah. take it rather than going and you know aggressively pursuing one position and sort of having to maybe make do with a signing that, that perhaps isn't doesn't tick all the boxes there. So that's going to be one to keep an eye on the next few days, certainly. And Josh, I'm actually one thing for off last night as well. I guess Leeds have started really well, and even last night I think most fans would have been very happy with a point, obviously. Um, looking at Swansea, do you see them being a team that are going to be in for the duration? I think so, yeah. I mean, um, I, was, I was really impressed with Swansea, actually, mm. particularly the first half hour. Um, they, they just came at Leeds, you know, they, they basically did to Leeds what um, Leeds have been doing to other teams this year. They come at them, they were pressing hard. Uh, we couldn't see Leeds getting forwards, they were trying to play out from the back, but they, they had no answer. They've, you know, they've got some really good. Um, Leroy Fair last night played played excellently. You know, he's probably too good for this level. But as history was shown, too maybe not good enough for Tony. Maybe not. He dropped out. Yeah, and he's had his injury problems yeah. as well. So you could, you know, it's understandable why he, he has found himself in this position. Um, so they've, they've certainly got some good players. You know, Ollie McBurney looks like he's going to be um, this proper sort of out and out twenty goal a season striker, which which you need in the championship. Oh, exactly. Um, and they've they've certainly started a lot better than I thought they would. Swansea. I thought of the three teams who who went down last year. I thought. Perhaps they had the most question marks over them. Yeah, same with um, me. And we, we talked about this off air, didn't we? I mean, mm, they've lost probably a lot of players. Actually, good players. Yeah, yeah, Alfie Morton. He was he was a big loss for them. Yeah, the two Ayew brothers obviously gone. Yeah, yeah. And you look at the squads. I mean, everyone talks a lot about Stoke, the money they spent, I guess, mm. and the players they recruited, and the players they've kept, and West Brom to some degree. But with Swansea, they lost a lot of players, and they didn't really sign that many high-profile players coming in, but they seem to have started really well. They have, yeah. It's um, testament to Graham Potter, the, yeah. the new manager there, who's um, absolute dead ringer for Luciano Becchio as yes, well. Yes, he, um, he is. That's something I haven't <laughs> been able to get out of my head the last couple of days. Um, but that's always good to be reminded of Becchio. You know, he's uh, he's one of our favourites here at Leeds Live Talents from back in the day. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think touching on that base, obviously we, we don't. It's you know the start of the season. We don't know what's going to happen with you know injuries and all this and ever, everything. But um, Swansea certainly look like. A side that, that should be in the mix there come the end of the season, um, and like I say, the other relegated teams, Stoke, fairly slow start for them. But yeah, I think you know, is that an adjustment period for, for a new I think so. as well? Yeah, new manager. Uh, wait till some new signings hit the ground. Um, I think I think they'll be alright. And then obviously West Brom have um, they've they did alright the weekend. Great one the, yeah. the weekend, which possibly says more about QPR than it does about them. Well, especially um, last night as well. They got beaten yeah, there. they got beaten again three 0 mm. last night. So that's ten goals in two games for uh, Steve McLaren's I, side. I think uh, I read a stat this morning saying they've conceded thirteen and scored two this season. Yeah, so it's, it's dreadful. Yeah, I mean, you've got to wonder. Uh, you know, we've been speaking here in um, at Leeds Live about our fans getting too carried away at Leeds. You know, mm. I think a lot of people had already you know <laughs> penciled in the promotion party, <laughs> but. Um, is it too early to react at a club like QPR when, they, when well, they're doing indeed. this badly? You know, um, 
I think uh, I think it's bookmakers odds. It's um, five to six that uh, Steve McLaren's still there uh, on Christmas Day. Wow, really? So uh, at the moment, that's looking like quite a good bet if you, if you want to back against that. To be honest, <laughs> it's another footnote for his career at the minute, isn't it? Really? It McLaren. is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was an inspiring appointment at the time, wasn't yeah. it? And they've, they've got their problems that that side. You know, lots of young players. Um, I think looking back at the game against uh, West Brom as well, their heads just dropped. It wasn't like West Brom was scoring screamers. There were scrappy goals. There were some penalties. Well, I, was, I was working at the weekend, um, but I had five live on the background, and it was just goal after goal after goal. Yeah. And, every, and every time I went to the half one, I was going to go for West but, Brom. This is it. <laughs> so the, um, obviously, it was at Ellen Road for, for the Rotherham game, and it, uh, I think it was one all at half time, and then um, we got the full time results on the on the loudspeaker at, at the end of the game, and uh, jaws dropped. Yeah. <laughs> sort of around the press <laughs> office, couldn't quite believe it. So. Um, you know, it'd be a good time to play QPR, you'd have thought, but they're not, they're not coming up for a little while. <laughs> Joe, one thing I wanted to ask you just quickly as well about last night was, um, it didn't do the rounds on social media, hasn't it? The, uh, the cutout of Bielsa with his suit on. Yeah, that was a bit bizarre. So um, I, was, I was following the game back here in the Leeds Live offices, um, Mission Control, so I had the Sky Sports coverage on. Um, and before the game, yeah, they, um, they put the team up and there's a picture of, uh, of Marcelo Bielsa there um, in, in a suit, which we've not seen him in a <laughs> Yeah, we've only seen him in training gear. He's um, he's a man. Who, he's he's talked about this before. He says he, you know, when you when you're going into war, you got to be comfortable. That's yeah, that's exactly. what he said before. So he is not a suited touchline manager. You know, <laughs> Frank Lampard was looking very dapper the other week down at Derby. But yeah, for some reason, Sky Sports decided to do this oh, god awful Photoshop, and it's just some sort of bloke in a uh, in a blazer and a blue and yellow tie. Um, I would it matter? That's the thing. What, I know. What I want, yeah, you know, are people thinking, oh yeah, he's he's this sharp sharp dressed Argentinian guy. Um, <laughs> So, you know, who knows, really, with Sky there. That's, that's a bizarre one. Yeah, it was, it was quite funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's certainly got a lot of people talking on Twitter about it, yeah. Um, so that was funny. And, and I guess, Joe, as well, on a similar subject, uh, obviously Norwich come up as well. The pink dressing room's got side at the minute. Yeah, that's right. So that's um, this Saturday's game is, is down to Norwich, um, the, the second in this doubleheader of long away games. Um, I think calculate according to our Google overlords, Leeds are travelling 814 miles this week. And the fans, just four days, well. and the fans, and uh, Paul Barron, as we said. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, gets it out of the way, I suppose. You know, and they've got a decent result there. But but yeah, this is a story that came out. Um, I think it was late last week in the press, wasn't it? That Norwich have painted their away a dressing room pink. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of thought behind this. It's um, indeed, the psychologists got involved. It's uh, it's supposed to sort of lower testosterone levels and calm the mood down. Um, they do it in prisons a lot, apparently, um, which which is why where they've got this idea from. So I mean, there's some logic behind it, I guess. It seems, yeah, it seems a little bit. It seems a little bit far fetched. Yeah. I don't know if Leeds United are going to get arrive at Carrow Road, stroll into the away dressing room, and just go, oh yeah, this is this is nice. Let's you know, <laughs> oh let's let's just relax and let's go out and have a nice yeah. time. And then if we miss the three o'clock, we'll go yeah, out at five past Yeah, five, exactly. Right? So. Um, I mean, we'll see. Perhaps this is an ingenious mind game from from Delia Smith that we don't, we don't know about. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced that's going to be um, I can't too imagine, big a factor. And I can't imagine if the result goes the wrong way, Bielsa really brings it up. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure he'll get asked about it. We'll, we'll probably ask about it tomorrow in the, yeah. in the press conference. Um, assuming that's tomorrow. Um, but but yeah, I mean that should be an interesting game as well down at Norwich. Um, they're, they're a very odd side, Norwich, aren't they? Um, great fan base, great following, and all that. But I don't know. Every season in the championship, they seem to really get a good result here and there, but struggle, don't they? That's that's it. Yeah, they've. I mean, they've you know, gone various approaches. They've you know bought bought a lot of players in. Looks like they're cutting the cloth a bit now. Not had a great start. They've um, they've only got one point from their three games so far. I think they're playing tonight, tonight aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're so they're a game behind Leeds. They're playing. Uh, they're at home to Preston tonight. Mm. 
so we'll see if Preston how they get on with the uh, with the dressing room there. Um, <laughs> they're, the, they're the testers, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. And um, I mean, just looking at the results here, they uh, they lost to Sheffield United at the weekend. Uh, had a four three loss at home to West Brom. So yeah, that was quite a close game again. Yeah, West Brom in the, in the goals again there, and then a total uh, draw of Birmingham as the, well. The West Brom game in particular might have been even early on quite a make or break point because they had the chance to go um, to up I think at the time mm. they had a penalty didn't they and they missed that's it that's right yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so I see I mean yeah it's the sort of game you think Leeds should get back on track here they've, they've had somewhat of a reality check mm. last night at Swansea um, they, we've seen that it's obviously not going to go Leeds' way every week this season we knew that yeah, but we did. were just waiting for the first game to happen um, so you know perhaps it's good that a few um, expectations are in check you just hope that the combination of these two games quick, the two away trips, don't sort of get the better of Leeds. Um, you know, we are we are seeing that the squad is starting to become stretched. Um, this is last night was the first of four games in eleven days, so it's it's early, but it's, I think it's quite a crucial point of the season. Um, and I guess Joel, this game um, comes ahead of the big one against Borough as well. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, I mean, projecting onto next week, it's um, again two games next week: Tuesday, Friday. Um, Tuesday is the the League Cup against Preston, where I imagine we'll see big changes. Um, I assume, like in the last round, Bielsa will uh, mix it up a bit there, um, bring in the players who haven't really featured. Perhaps we'll see Tyler Roberts again, people like that. And then yeah, um, Middlesbrough, which is um, looking like a really big game. That's on the Friday night. So again, it's a really short week for Leeds. Then Tuesday to Friday. Um, so I think that's definitely why we'll see some changes on, on Tuesday. And it's interesting, Joel, because a few weeks ago when I helped out uh, with yourself and Baron, uh, I did a piece on Pulis talking about Bamford leaving. That's right. And reading between the lines, there seemed a little bit of bad blood there. I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't want to make a narrative for the sake of it. But, <laughs> but um, Pulis, he didn't seem too happy. Yeah, well, there's um, a couple of narratives there. Well, Lewis Baker, I, yeah, think, I think there's something there as well, because obviously he was at um, Middlesbrough last season. Mm. Um, and it was a really disappointing campaign for him. Obviously, he's... Um, He's come from Chelsea. He's one of these sort of perma loan players that Chelsea have yeah. now. The young English players they have there, and he, um, he certainly had a good spell under Monk at Middlesbrough, but under Pulis, he was you know he wasn't getting anywhere. And when he joined Leeds, he, he spoke about you know having to get his, his, I mean, saying his career back on track might be a bit drastic, but he certainly can't afford another season like last year. Um, exactly. And I think I think he'll certainly have a point to prove against Pulis and. Um, from what we've seen with Baker, he's um, he's come on for a couple of cameos. He came on last night as well. Um, the sort of the, the now infamous first half substitution of um, Calvin Day, uh, Phillips, who um, who was hauled off after 20 minutes playing his hundredth game for Leeds United as well. Um, How do you think he'll take that, Joel? <laughs> I think he'll be all right here. Um, it's an interesting one. Like I think Bielsa has to be pretty uh, applauded for for making such a bold move. But you know, it wasn't working. And yeah, well, I, d- I don't think the last couple of Leeds managers would have done this. Um, he saw that he was booked. He was really um, struggling to deal with um, Chilina. Mm. Um, and I think Bielsa probably, with all of the experience, thought, hang on, I've seen this one before. We're going to struggle. He's going to get sent off. Um, so he acted straight That's away. He was, point, you know, yeah. ruthless. Um, and, and it did change. You know, within 12 minutes, I think Leeds were level. Um, they, they still found it tough going. But... That had a huge impact on on the final score, I think. So, um, but as I think Barry mentioned um, earlier, earlier there on his call, Phillips has a lot of credit in the bank this season. He's perhaps been Leeds' most impressive player, um, certainly against Rotherham. Um, some of his statistics were, were superb. I think he had um, more more touches, more completed passes than he ever has in a Leeds shirt. 
um, played really well. The the ball he put for the, the second goal, he um, lofted this really outrageously ambitious ball out to Kamal Roof on the on the left. Um, Roof had a lot to do and did it, but it just sort of shows the confidence he was playing with. So I think he's got enough. He's had a good enough start to the season. It's not going to destroy his confidence. It's more of a pragmatic move last night. Just yeah, that's one, it. one game. Just get it out. Exactly, and you know, I, I think hopefully this Leeds United squad implicitly trusts Bielsa that he knows what he's doing. And you know, if Bielsa said right, situational football dictated that I had to take you off here, but you're coming straight back in for another big game. I think, I think, yeah, I think he'll get over it quickly. So, and Josh Rash as well. I know we've um, spoke with about Borough as well, but the Preston game is an interesting. One. We had a chat with me and Berin last week on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, talking about how Bielsa might approach that. As you said, there's probably going to be quite a few changes. How do you see the draw? Because it, me and Ben discussed it and said it, you know, it wasn't the most exciting, obviously. Yeah. But is it maybe a potential to hopefully get a safe passage through, hopefully, and then look at maybe a bigger game against that? You know, one, one, as Baron said last week, one of the more elite clubs. One, out of, the, there. one of the big boys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the third round is when um, the really big boys come in. Mm-hmm. We get we get sort of I think thirteen Premier League teams um, in the drawing for the second round. Obviously, they're in. A lot of them were based in the south, so Leeds. The odds of them drawing a Premier League side weren't too high this year because it's still uh, in, in this round because it's still regional. But yeah, I, I think Leeds will start as favourites against Preston. I think it's a good chance to uh, to get another win under the belt. If the sort of second string of Leeds players, you know, they've all got a point to prove. They want to be a part of this, yeah, exactly. especially now that we're seeing that the squad is becoming stretched. They're going to see this as a real opportunity to make a claim and, and get their way in. And I think Preston are beatable. Um, at this level, so yeah, I'd, you'd like to see Leeds um, progress there, and then yeah, it's you know the likes of Liverpool, Man United, Man City—they're all, they're all in there for the uh, the next round of the draw, which would be good. And as I said to Baron last week, it's that opportunity, isn't it? Looking at what Bristol City did last year, maybe use mm. that as a bit of inspiration to keep going, and maybe you know you work your way through these draws. It's the look of the draw at times as well. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, playing devil's advocate there, we saw Bristol City drop off a bit after that. Indeed, um, yeah. Certainly in the second half of the season, that you know they they would have fancied a playoff mm. position there. Um, and I mean, but there's nothing Leeds fans would like more now than to test themselves against you know one of the big boys. Um, coming to the third round, there'll be a bit of a rest. It won't be as hectic a schedule. We've got an international break before then, so the squad should be a bit fresher. So you know, why not? Bielsa's Bielsa as well. He said, um, I think after the uh, after the Bolton win, it'd be good to test yourself against these better teams. Um, and you know, if, if you can get a win, you know it's so good for the confidence there, isn't it? Exactly. And yeah, I mean, you get the fans down there, you get them all packed out when you're in the road. Yeah. There, or even a great away day somewhere. That's it. Yeah. I mean, um, thinking back to the last few times at Leeds, I've played one of these big boys. Um, at Chelsea um, a few years ago, didn't, didn't we in the, um, in the in the League Cup third round? I think it was or maybe fourth. Um, great atmosphere there. Obviously, um, played Manchester United a couple of times. There's that FA Cup yeah, tie. The, the which, one, yeah. You know, look at that. People still sing about that every yeah. week at Ellen Road. So. You know, as far obviously promotion is the the be all and end all this season or next season. You know, it's um, that's what everyone's aiming for. But it's all about creating these, you know, memories for the fans as well. You know, so uh, so yeah, it'd be quite refreshing to that. But got to get past Preston first. Yeah, so that's it. So yeah, so that's Preston coming next week, um, along with Middlesbrough. So two two you know different games, but big games, and we've also got the deadline day. So I think next week's going to be a really busy week. Actually, this week's been a fairly busy one with all the travelling, and then next week um, a few more narratives. Yeah, so uh, possibly we, we see a loan signing in, in at the back. I think central midfield is the other other way now. If if we want to look at deadline day, how how that's going to pan out. Um, I think the the injury to Foreshaw, he's still out for probably another sort of three weeks. You'd have thought there. Um, 
he has lost the uh, the protective boot off his foot. That's been off for a little while now. So hopefully he's on the mend Seems again. Like yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting thing time over the, over the next week or so. And I, and I guess next week as well with the Borough game. I know we did speak quite briefly, but Friday night as well. Friday night lights. I yeah, mean, that's going to be a really great atmosphere in the <laughs> city, be, shouldn't it? Uh, it should be great actually. That yeah, it's um, it's obviously it was moved to the Friday night for the, for the, our friends at Sky Sports. Um, <laughs> so we should be able to watch it there. Everyone see the Bielsa cut out again. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. The Bielsa cut out. Yeah. Hopefully we won't get too many more questions about the bucket as well. Because um, yeah, you said the, a little bit repetitive. Uh, yeah, the this week's conferences. press conference on what day was it? Uh, Monday, of course. Uh, the first question in the press conference was uh, was about the bucket again. Obviously, he spoke about it after the game on. Um, on Saturday, I think it, we need to put this one to bed now. It's um... it seems quite <laughs> sad that one of you know one of the respected philosophers of football, modern football out there is getting mm. asked out of bucket every week again. That's it, yeah. I mean, he's he's so fascinating in everything he says. I mean, even his his answer to the bucket was good this week. It's, <laughs> he spoke about being part of the folklore of of the club now, and you know you you can understand. You know, he does he obviously does get it. But I fans going to start taking them to the game soon. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> smuggle a bucket in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, hopefully we won't have too much more of that because I think certainly when sky cameras come into town and sort of the circus kicks off a bit, it is these details which you know more of the casual fan will like rather than you know you you lead fan who week in week out sees it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that should be really good. I say it's Friday night, so the atmosphere should be cracking there. I'm sure Ellen Road will be. In the- even though it's on scam, I'm sure Ellen Road will be really busy again. You'd imagine yourself straight after work, down, down, maybe quickly down the pub and then... Exactly. I think it would be payday for a lot of people as well there because it's the end of the month. So, um, so yeah, looking really, forward to, really looking forward to that one. I think uh, it should be excellent. And, um, I mean, as we talk, they're level on points, um, Leeds and Borough. So, uh, I don't know if it's too early to say six-pointer, but it should be really interesting for that one, yeah. And, Joe, in terms of, obviously, next week and, obviously, this game's coming up now as well, where can everyone keep up to date with everything's going on? Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, leads-live.co.uk should be your first port of call. We're um, Obviously, we run live blogs every single day, so you can uh, follow up to the minute news there. We'll have all the coverage from uh, both the press conferences that we'll, that we'll be getting um, probably tomorrow on Thursday um, ahead of this weekend's game. Uh, full match day coverage. Baron will be again. He'll be down at Carrow Road. He'll be taking care of that for you. Um, and everything else that comes up, you can um, stick to us. You can watch us on Facebook as well. We'll have Facebook Lives on there. So, yeah, um, stay tuned there. That'll be a really good one. Um, but I think, yeah, we'll call it a day there because I know um, you've got places to be. You've got to go and, uh, <laughs> go and party in a field for a few days, haven't you? You're off yeah, to the Leeds Festival, Leeds Festival, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will keep, I'll, I'll keep up to date with the scores, obviously. Don't worry about that. But I'll see if there's any Leeds fans there as well. Absolutely, yeah. Who are you looking forward to seeing most? Um, Kendrick Noir will be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That, he's, he'd be top of my list, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, not not to go too much of the best in the least stuff, obviously, but uh, <laughs> it, we, I mentioned on our special edition of the podcast we did for that the other week that it's a really different booking for these festivals. Mm. So that'd be really cool. Yeah, and yeah. then I think Wolf Alice, people are, and then a few just the regular bands that are like Vaccines are a good live, aren't they? That kind of stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, Wolf Alice, I think, yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people, <coughs> myself included, keeping up to date with the schools and following the blogs probably well with it. Exactly, make sure you keep enough battery on your phone. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, good stuff. All right then, Craig, thanks for coming by um, on on your hatchet appearance here. So uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you soon, but enjoy Leeds Festival. And to all the Leeds fans, if you're going down to Norwich, have a safe trip and uh, follow all the latest on leeds-live.co.uk. We'll speak to you next week. Cheers for stopping by, everyone.